Morning, Bitcoiners. That's right. You're here at the Ordinal Show. I'm Trevor Dow, BDC, CEO of Ninja Alert, the managing partner of the Bitcoin Frontier Fund. And I'm here with my co-host. His name is only three letters, but you still can't pronounce it. My man, Jan, with the plan builder and expert and the king of NFT Sparta, Leonidas, our in-house NFT history expert and builder of Ord.io. Awesome. Good morning, everybody. Another fun show to kick this off here. So, Brad, welcome to the Ordinal Show. You're going to be our first segment here. I know you have an announcement that you would like to make. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> but Brad from Unstoppable Domains, he's a co-founder of everybody who's over on the Ethereum side and definitely is aware of these guys. Brad, how is your day going? Welcome to the Ordinal Show. Welcome to the Bitcoin side of things. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It feels like coming home. So yeah, Brad. I would love for you to just preface, there might be some people who aren't familiar with who you are, what Unstoppable Domains is. Could you just give a quick background on what y'all have been up to for the past couple of years? For sure. So Unstoppable Domains started in January of 2018, deep in the last bear, and we're attempting to build identity on the blockchain. So we now call them Web3 domain names. But we saw this idea starting to pop up in crypto. I think actually probably the first example was 2011, was Namecoin, which was a fork of Bitcoin trying to put naming on the blockchain. So this idea of hide addresses with human-readable names so that crypto is more usable has been around for a long time. In 2018, we saw NFT starting to pop up on Ethereum, and we thought to ourselves, hey, like this could be the tech that we could use in order to build a naming system for the blockchain. So we went through a couple of versions, but we ultimately wound up building our own TLDs. We started on Ethereum. So we had we launched .crypto on Ethereum. I believe that was in 2019. And then we set about trying to get apps to integrate it because that's the key problem with naming on the blockchain is that unlike traditional DNS or whatever, which just by default works inside of all these browsers and apps, you actually need to go and convince apps to support Web3 domain name systems, which is actually what VeriSign, who owns .com, did back in the 1990s. They convinced Netscape to support .com, and that's actually how naming systems got started. So we're kind of like going back to the beginning of the internet again. I think there's around 800,000 unique holders right now, something like that, and about 800 apps that support it. And so we've been building out all the tooling to make it easy for people to register Web3 domains. And we have this ambition to be the sort of one-stop shop for all of the top Web3 domain name systems. And that's all we've been. I'm correct in saying that you've been integrating with, obviously y'all have the TLDs that you've launched, but this is all open source, like permissionless, right? You guys have integrated, I believe, with .eth recently. Is that correct? Yeah, the way it works is that every Web3 domain name is an NFT on the blockchain. We started on Ethereum, we built on Polygon. We are blockchain agnostic, which is actually like a relatively controversial, I think, view in crypto, given how ideological it is. But we're open to building on whatever the top blockchains are. And so we did Polygon because it was low fees, but we also want to support the top naming systems on other blockchains. So about, I guess about a month ago now, we went live with .eth support where you can register .eth domains at Unstoppable. And uh, yeah, there's, we're going to keep on going from there. And then one of the other things that we've learned along the way is that apps really want to make it like they, especially, well, it depends on what kind of app you're talking about. But let's say we're talking about crypto wallets and exchanges for a moment. Uh, 
they have this problem where their users are transferring money all the time. And so being able to simplify that, especially across cryptocurrency wallets, like across multiple different uh, currencies, that's the real advantage. And then they say, okay, we know this is a user experience improvement, but unless we actually get a Web3 domain into the hands of our users, then it's not going to actually be that useful. So then they got really excited about ways to distribute domain names to their users. So if you go into the blockchain.com app, for example, they have a flow where you can claim .blockchain domains, which we worked on with them together. And that's the, the whole package. They want to be able to distribute domains, and they also want to be able to have uh, resolution for, for crypto payments. And there's some other use cases. If you're a DAP, there are more like identity, login, username type use cases, etc. But crypto wallets and exchanges have probably been the, they were the earliest adopters. So I would expect that would be the case for .sats, but uh, you never know. So I like to say, the analogy I like to give for people listening here is back in the early days of the internet, like people were using like IP addresses. This isn't the exact analogy, but it would be like if you go to Google, instead of going to google.com, you will, your friend will send you the IP address to like google.com. That's obviously just a terrible experience. It's just this long string of like characters and numbers. And that's where we're at in crypto now. Like we literally are at a point where People take these long, just meaningless addresses that nobody understands that are not human readable, and we're sending them around, we're copy-pasting them. There's constantly examples of why this isn't a good situation posted to Twitter. People lose their money, like Brad's kind of pointing out. And it's very obvious that we need to move to human-readable versions of our addresses, right? Like, we need to move from the IP address to the, the domain name. And I think that's going to be a very, like, just one of those very critical kind of unlocks for the space that I just can't imagine mass onboarding people when we're at the IP address base. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, Brad, you are here on The Ordinal Show. I would love for you to talk a little bit about, have you been watching the Bitcoin space? Obviously, we have our own attempts at DNS over here. What are your thoughts on all that? I got into Bitcoin in 2013. I started to get a little board around 2016, 2017-ish, when it looked like there wasn't going to be a lot of progress. And so I just started focusing on Ethereum. And didn't really look back. I'd just written off innovation on Bitcoin. I just thought it wasn't going to happen after seeing so many attempts. And of course, I played around with Counterparty and a bunch of other stuff early on that just really didn't fully take off. And then in 2023, there was this ordinals explosion. And I noticed it in April, I think. And I was just blown away. It was a complete narrative blow up. So, like, I thought Bitcoin was gold, and that was it. And then all of a sudden, it started being everything, essentially, that Ethereum was doing, almost. And that surprised me so much that I went down a rabbit hole. My friends and my partner will know that I really didn't talk to them about anything other than ordinals for about a month or two. And bought a bunch of, bought already, and started buying all of the different NFT collections. I didn't exactly know what Unstoppable was going to do in it yet. But went to the Ordinals conference in Miami and was just trying to, was just fascinated and trying to learn. I started to see .sats gain traction. And I really like this idea of communities having a naming system that is meaningful to the community and relevant to that particular blockchain. And I think .sats nails that. Uh, I started watching .sats. And uh, yeah, that's the news. Uh, Unstoppable is going to support uh, registration of .sats on unstoppabledomains.com. We have about half a million monthly unique users visiting the website. We see ourselves as more easy onboarding. The thing that we're going to do is we're going to make it so you can pay the credit card, for example. 
you're going to be able to check out when you go and you search for a domain name term, .sats will show up along with Unstoppable's domains and along with .eth domains. And we want to encourage people to add that to their cart and buy it just like anything, just like any other domain name. And I think that we'll be able to expand the number of users for .sats pretty considerably because it's just a completely new audience. And our users, they love Bitcoin, so it's not like that's an issue. I just don't think that they've been playing around with the ordinal space yet. That's the thing that we can bring to the table is this easy one-stop shop for, for, for new users. And it's going to be multi-chain, so it's not going to be a, a Bitcoin-only type, uh, type setup. Love it. I can remember when .sats were launched, and it was just DGENs. Seeing other inscriptions with the .sats and like realizing oh, like something's going on here. Somebody's probably going to index this and everybody was inscribing dots, dots. And I don't know, it's cool to see a very legitimate, you guys are a massively positive influence in this kind of Web3 identity space. And to have you all integrating dots, dots, that's like extremely cool. Jan, you had your hand up. Yeah, totally. Brad, thanks so much for coming on the show and, and thank you so much for sharing everything. I would have a question to you about education, right? Because you mentioned that obviously your users, they like Bitcoin, and now this is related to ordinals. Are you guys planning to actually educate people specifically about ordinals? Or have you done something or that's still something to be done yet before you launch? Like, how are you guys thinking about this? So, yeah, we, we build a lot of education material for any launch. And some of it is it's mostly like written guides and things like that. I think the plan right now is that we're going to do kind of a like a roadshow week where we teach everybody about ordinals. Because I think it's a little... For, for people that aren't, obviously, if you hang out on crypto Twitter all day, like you, you'll know exactly what's going on. But for everybody that's not doing that, the term ordinals doesn't automatically make them think of Bitcoin. So I think we're going to need to reinforce that connection. But yeah, to your point, like this is going to, it takes a lot of work whenever you're trying to get users to do something that's, that's different than what they have before. Also, like we just need to explain to people why it's awesome. And with .eth, it was a little bit easier because .eth has uh, a lot more awareness. It's been around for six years. And so people understand, like, that's an Ethereum thing. If, if you want to support the Ethereum community, then .eth is the way to go. .sats doesn't... Obviously, we all know the term sats, but again, it's not quite as mainstream and not quite as directly attached to Bitcoin uh, as other terms. So I think we're going to need to tie together sats, Bitcoin, and ordinals in people's minds. That's three terms, so that's going to be a little bit of work. But yeah, we'd love anybody's help. We'll definitely do a big roadshow, and I would love to just get help from others in the community. I think it'll be a moment where people are going to, uh, hopefully we can get a lot more people to pay attention to ordinals than already have. Uh, and um, I think there's a lot of love in the crypto community for Bitcoin. So I don't think it's a tough sell. I just think we need to make the connection in people's minds. So basically like we need to say something like Bitcoin equals ordinals equals sets and get that equation into everybody's mind. And then I think we're good to go. And so to that point, when are you guys planning to launch? So what's going to happen over the next few weeks is we're going to start to get feature requests while we're building. So this is the reason why we've always done this. We want to get an understanding of, of what priority features are from the community as we're building. And then we will launch with the minimum viable, probably just like some very simple registration. And then we'll add on features again based on that. So this is what we did with .eth. This is what we do with pretty much all of our major launches. So yeah, so we are several weeks away. The reason why there's no date is we don't actually know how hard it is. So... I know just doing the inscription part is simple, but we have a pretty wide like surface of the product. The way that we do things tends to be a bit more complicated because we're trying to abstract away a lot of the complexities in the UX. So expect it to take several weeks. Expect it to be 
different in terms of the way that the way the registration would work on the Unisat or something like that. And tell us what you think is most important in the meantime. Our customers kind of, they know what we do with Web3 domain name systems. So the folks that are ordinals excited have already been giving us some feedback. But yeah, that's the reason why we do it like that. So yeah, we are several weeks away. I think it took us, I think it took us nine weeks on, on .eth just to give you like a guess. How many people are actually on Unstoppable Domains like per month? In terms of the website, it's around 500,000 uniques. In terms of holders, I believe there's uh, a little bit over 800,000, but that's in terms of wallets, so we don't exactly know. Yeah, it's always interesting from UX perspective how you can abstract things away. Like you said, I think you nailed it perfectly. Like Some of the people listening to the show right now, like they're fully in this. Like they've spent hundreds of hours. <laughs> they tune in every Monday and Wednesday for many hours with us, and they're inscri- like they've inscribed thousands of inscriptions. They own tons of different collections. They've minted BRC twenty tokens. That's not exactly necessarily who y'all are going after. You're you want to make it such that first of all, somebody could be sent a link, and with very little effort, hopefully, be able to own a .sats which would be really cool. I think these are great onboarding mechanisms because there's a lot more people like that than there are the passionate 151 people in this space right now. So well, I'm, you need both. You need both. <laughs> yeah, you, you, need both. Yeah. you need both in order to succeed, but there are 5 billion internet users out there, and that's the real market. I think for the, the thing that I think people underestimate about Web3 domains is that traditional domains, there's around like 300 million of them, something like that, but those are for businesses. And Web3 domains are for consumers. And there's around 5 billion internet users today that have at least 10 handles apiece. So you're talking about 50 billion usernames. If you add up email and social media and phone numbers and all these other identifiers that consumers use. So we're actually collectively chasing a 50 billion domain name market. And today we're collectively, I think we're in the millions. So we are so far away from how big this market can get. And you know, everybody has their role to play. I think there's, it's really important to have these like native blockchain community applications and tools, etc. The thing that you need first is you need the core audience that is passionate about it and loves it, is going to bring it into the world. And DotSats has that. It's getting out there. And that's the germ. Like That's the first thing that you need. Once you have that and you start building, then it makes sense to start figuring out how to scale it up with some applications that have a wider audience. I was very excited when I saw, I think for us, the things that were the most validating for supporting .sats were Magic Eden support for ordinals. That was really big. That's big because they bring an audience outside of Bitcoin and because it was a really good marketplace for, for NFTs to trade. That's really critical. OKX was another one. So when we saw those two, we said to ourselves, okay, it, it's doing what we expect a healthy blockchain ecosystem to do. It's mainstreaming into these multi-chain apps and it's doing it super fast. Like that happened within four months of launch. So this is a crypto community on steroids. Like it took Ethereum probably four or five years to get to some of these steps. And Ordinals is doing it in four months. I think part of the reason why is because Ethereum already did it. So it's actually a little bit easier to see some of the steps because of that. So there's some advantages to being later and really good. So anyway, those are some of the ingredients that, that led us to this. I also want to mention, I don't know if you saw, so Chris is doing with Bitmap Valley and basically going to allow your sets name to be a 
in-game avatar, like a gamer tag for Call of Duty, basically, which I think is going to be really big. This is a good reminder of how big the market is, is that everywhere you see a username today on the internet, that is going to be replaced with a Web3 domain name that is owned by you, that works across applications, that has profile data that you have decided to share that can allow you to build up a reputation across apps and I think across chains too. I think that's the other piece to this is that you can also build your reputation across blockchains. All of that is going to make things like that stats even more powerful. Love it. What do you think we need to do as just a crypto community to support just the idea of having these identities and these domains such that they'll go, I I guess it's like right now it's a lot of kind of degen type collectors and there are definitely people who are using them and it's definitely, it's common for people to send me a Web3 domain name when they want me to send them a little Bitcoin for payment for something like that. But what do we need to do as a space to go to like hundreds of millions of users? What do you see between now and five years from now being like the critical thing we need to focus on? What can we do as a show here for the listeners? Like how can we participate is this something that just devs need to build better user experiences? Like, what do you see as like just being a critical kind of bottleneck to us getting to a large scale amount of users? You got to get the apps, the broader, more mainstream apps in crypto. Mainstream is the wrong term. These multi-blockchain apps in crypto to resolve dot sets for, for payments and for other things. And that's not really... It's a little bit of a technical problem, right? Good docs, like that's, that part is the technical problem. But getting them to actually integrate, in my experience, that has tend to require teams that are working on it. Like we have a partnerships team. ENS had a partnerships team when they got a bunch of their integrations. They don't really have one as much today and the integrations have slowed down. Uh, so I think that's probably the key thing. It's also hard because if you built a software product in the past, you'll know that anybody coming and calling on you, asking you to integrate their software, that's a pretty high friction ask because it's a lot of work and then the the payoff can be a little bit fuzzy in some cases. That's really the problem to solve. I think ideally you would have a dedicated team or dedicated people to it. I think that .sats has a sort of unique setup and that it's just completely open, really no no team. I know there's the sats founder, but there's not like a company and and people working on it full time. So I think that's probably the nut to crack. It's going to be tougher without that kind of setup, like both Unstoppable and NAS had teams working full-time on, on getting integrations. So I actually don't know the answer to this. Like Coinbase, Binance, these large centralized exchanges, are, the, are any of these supported by like large centralized exchanges? Like this seems like, you know, potentially a big group to go after. So the exchanges are last on the curve. So the big crypto wallets, yes. So like blockchain.com, Trust Wallet, Bitcoin.com, Many of the other really like big crypto wallets have. They see it as like core UX for their community. The exchanges have an incentive problem, which is they don't really want you to send the money out because they're not really built for peer-to-peer payments in the same way as crypto wallets are. There's a little bit of an incentive problem there. And I think that the way that it gets fixed is more that the thing that when I've talked to them, the thing they were interested in is I can give one of these to my customers. Like if my customers can get one of these easily, that's a value that I'm providing. And that is that kind of allows me to look past the fact that like maybe people are going to send money out more easily um, because you don't need an integration in order to send money in. 
Like you can just attach your Binance exchange addresses to your domain name and then people can use another app and send money in. So it's only for sending money out that you need it. And I think that's been the kind of the, the tricky part about exchanges. We've had some success. Binance US integrated and they also have a, like a distribution system for giving out domain names to their users. We've had some other smaller exchanges do it. So there, there's interest, but it, the interest is really being led by the how do I get a domain name into the hands of my user rather than just the resolution of the crypto payment. Very interesting. But Brad, look, dude, you messaged me the other day and I was just super excited to hear this. I think, you know, it's kind of cliche to say this, but you've admitted that it's you're looking to see for healthy validation from other players in the space before you jump in. Like I'm a builder in the space and I know that's how I think too. It's a lot of dev work to take on and it's risk to your brand to take on work that ends up, it could theoretically be a net negative. And having brands like Magic Eden, for example, inspire and, and validate this space for you guys, you will do the same thing for other people. That's ultimately why I was super excited, just because I know this is going to do wonders for the dot stats in general, just because you guys are a huge, you guys are a big voice and a big builder in this area. And I'm just super happy to, that you guys saw something on what we're doing over here. It's a very, very basic thing, like truly. And, and the documentation's evolved a ton. The protocol's evolved a ton. There, there's a solid community there now. And it's been really cool to see that evolve. And to have a player like y'all step into the ring, I think it's just extremely exciting for me to see that there is this path of DGENs just playing around with inscribing art MP3s and stuff. And all of a sudden, like six months later, there's a legitimate ecosystem building Web3 on Bitcoin. That's, I think this is very this is a very positive uh, signal for me. Appreciate that. And uh, it really came from just the fact that the community and the ecosystem was rolling so fast. Like, I started paying attention in April. Uh, I think it was like right around when Ordi came out. And then all these NFT collections start taking off and then there's the frogs and then everybody's going nuts over the misprints during the ordinals conference in Miami. Like I get home from like a ordinals happy hour and everybody's like hunting around for the misprints. I actually got one before they started listing. It's like typing in inscription numbers to get it. So like you could just feel, I've been in crypto for 10 years. Like I know what it feels like when there's a revolution happening and this is a revolution. And the reason why we had to wait for Magic Eden is not purely like validation. It's like practical, like you need the NFTs to show up somewhere. So like Unstoppable on Ethereum would have been hard to build pre-OpenSea. So it's really, you need these certain infra pieces in order for apps like Unstoppable to be able to do well. And so that's why Magic Eden in particular, I think was critical or Magic Edens. I don't want to say just Magic Eden. There are definitely other awesome apps supporting NFTs. But yeah, I'm proud of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, is exciting again. So I didn't know that I would see that. Yeah, no, I completely am with you. I did not see this in my uh, future six months ago either. But here we are. Unstoppable Domains is coming to build on Bitcoin. That's I think that'll be hopefully fun for you guys to, to do that. I think it's a very special thing getting to work with this protocol that has such an awesome history. And it's very exciting. So Brad, appreciate you coming up. We'll definitely have to have you back on when y'all launch.